experience, he began. None, she said steadily. Richard's eyes held Alice's. Lewis is very eager to have you join the expedition. Cautiously, Alice nodded. Perhaps you could give me your own reasons. She looked straight back at him. The enthusiast was originally my mother. She was... is... Yes, I know who your mother is. Alice added softly, I have thought about it a great deal since the suggestion was first made. The truth was that an entirely unexpected desire had taken hold of her. It wasn't to do with geological research, although her academic appetite for the new realm of Antarctic rock was beginning to grow. It wasn't even for Margaret's sake. All her knowledge of the South was second-hand, straight-jacketed by book covers or seen through the tunnel of a camera lens. There was none of her own history in it, although its history surrounded her. And now the very remoteness and the blank page that it would offer had begun to draw her, as forcibly as they had once repelled. No one who went to the ice ever came back unchanged. Alice had heard that often enough, even from Margaret, the arch-unsentimentalist. Alice was ready to be changed. Richard Shoesmith was waiting for her answer. I want to see it for myself, she said. Knowing that this was not the time to mention dreams of ice, she talked about European scientific cooperation, Antarctic geopolitics, and the unrivaled opportunity to undertake valuable research. The words were measured, but her voice shivered just audibly with absolute longing. Richard Shoesmith picked up a smooth ovoid rock from his desktop and turned it in his fingers. Embedded in the dark siltstone, Alice could see the pale, distinct bullet shape of a Jurassic Bellumnite. Because of the nature of our present funding, in the selection of personnel for this expedition, there is an inevitable element of, um, how shall I put it, who you are and whom you know. Alice smiled before she said delicately, I think we both understand that. Because she knew about Richard Shoesmith, just as he knew about her. Richard was a paleontologist. He held a research post at Warwick and was currently reader in paleontology there. He had done some new work on evolution and extinction of certain cephalopods and gastropods at the end of the Cretaceous, but he didn't have a big reputation in his field. His grandfather, however, was Gregory Shoesmith. As a twenty-two-year-old alpinist, poet, and gentleman botanist, Gregory had been one of the youngest members of Scott's Terra Nova expedition. He had acquitted himself with quiet bravery and dignity, and Mount Shoesmith, the majestic peak overlooking the Beardmore Glacier, was named after him. But it was for his poem... Remember this when I am best forgotten, that he was famous. For every schoolchild of the last century, it was the epitaph for the heroic age of polar exploration. Gregory came home from the ice with what was left of Scott's expedition and had almost immediately enlisted. He survived the entire war and was awarded the VC. The youngest of his children was Richard Shoesmith's father. This much Alice knew as fact. She also knew by intuition that she and Richard Shoesmith suffered in common the sun and shadow effect of their family reputations. 
For Lewis Sullivan, it made perfect sense to have Gregory Shoesmith's grandson leading his first expedition, just as it would to have Margaret Mather's daughter amongst the scientists. Richard seemed to reach a decision. As I told you, Lewis is strongly in favour of your joining us, and I would be happy to accede to that. She thought that this cool assurance was the last word, but then he surprised her. I love Antarctica with all my heart. I've always loved it. First the idea and then the reality. It's the only place I have ever known that is always more beautiful than its admirers can convey, more seductive and more dangerous than its reputation allows. You can never forget it, and it never releases its hold on you. I hope that it will come to be just as important to you. I hope so too, Alice said, and then she smiled. It was her wide, infrequent and startlingly brilliant smile.